Welcome to the I Can Podcast, where we discuss all things blindness-related, including, but not limited to, technology, issues, and other topics. I hope you enjoy! The recent pandemic brought home the importance of global accessibility. Over the past few weeks, we've been discussing our experiences during COVID, what we've learned, our takeaways, and our recommendations for the future. Don't forget, you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, such as included but not limited to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the latest models of the Victor Reader. Hi, I'm Brandy Kubel. Careers Plus is designed for young adult and high school students to prepare for high school, middle school, college, and their career of choice. The goal of this podcast is to advocate and educate while fostering a sense of confidence in youth to pursue college and the careers of their choice through interactive, dynamic learning experiences. My name is Anna Westma. I'm Lex Ariola. Hi, my name is Patricia Figueroa. My name is Pavel Castro. Um, my name is Isabella. My name is Lisa Lloyd. Hello, my name is Alexander Espejo. I am Natalie Charles. So, my name is Aaron Espinoza. Hi, my name is Rocco. My name is Logan Barantes. I'm Charlene. My name is Randy Owen. Hi, my name is Anjali. I am the music composer for this podcast. Please like and subscribe and hit the notification bell to never miss any of our uploads. Now, on to our episode. Since 2011, each year, the third Thursday in May is Global Accessibility Awareness Day. Someone with a disability must be able to experience web-based services, content, and other digital products with the same successful outcome as those without disabilities. This awareness and commitment to inclusion is the goal of Global Accessibility Awareness Day, GAT, a global event that shines light on digital access and inclusion for people with disabilities. To mark GAAD's 10th anniversary, the GAAD Foundation was launched. Its mission is to disrupt the culture of technology and product development, to include accessibility as a core requirement. To learn more about GAAD Foundation, please visit their website at GAAD.foundation. The recent pandemic brought home the importance of global accessibility. Over the past few weeks, we have been discussing our personal experiences during COVID, where we have learned our takeaways and our recommendations for the future. And now, our I am Natalie Charles, and in distance learning, I was going to Newark Memorial High School slash California School for the Blind CSD, and I was in the grades junior, so the end of junior year and senior year. So my experience with distance learning was, it was good and it was bad. Um, I remember that when I found out we were going to come into distance learning, I was the first one to call my teacher and see how I was going to continue school in the high school and doing my schoolwork. And at first it was just schoolwork electronically on a computer using JAWS and then turning it in on Google Classroom without any instruction. And that was until 
Zoom and Google Meet got set up for everyone. Zoom, I mostly learned Zoom on my own, as well as Google Meet. I figured out how to like join the meetings and lead the meetings and stuff like that. However, sometimes I would have bad internet connection and that would be because on top of me being at home on the computer, on the phone, on Zoom, I would have three others, two others also on their device using the internet in order to get to their classes and do be in their classes. But overall it's a good experience. I think that distance learning has also helped with working because if you cannot like go like travel somewhere to work, then you can do it virtually which is how I am doing it with my other student. I'm using Zoom with her and I'm using, I'm doing it over the phone with Anarishma. Do you think that you learned as much or as well doing distance learning as you did when you were in school in person? I think so. I think I learned the same, but I feel like in school while I was doing biology if I was doing in person which is was for my senior year I feel like I would maybe learn more because I know that there would probably be some more like tactile aspects of it that we weren't getting because we were in distance learning but in general yeah I feel like I did learn the same I mean in my junior year I was taking ceramics and when we switched to distance, ceramics was different because the art teacher had to come up with things for us that we could do at home and kind of send up art materials to those who needed it. And like different assignments for us to do like with things we had like around the house. But in terms of like other work, English, and math and stuff like that, I was lucky that I didn't have to have math the third year and or the fourth year. But if I would have, I don't know how I would have been able to do it in distance. And in terms of English, English was okay because it was all electronic and the TBI who was in our class in person was also in our class distance, like virtually along with the CSB students and the teacher who taught the class at Newark. So I heard you say it really mattered the class that you were in, in terms of the depth of what you could do and probably how much you could kind of get out of it, it seems. Would you say that's, that's true? Yes. I mean, I'm saying mostly math. I wouldn't have been able to do because math, it would be more harder distance because I would have to like probably do it on the brother, which I did for the when I did take math. And then the teacher would mark my answers or like not really mark them, but like put them in a print for the teacher to see. As well as the parts where I had to show my work. As well as the parts where I had to show my work. I noted something that you said 
you knew Jaws. And so you could access themes because you did know Jaws. And I was thinking about what I had heard during distance learning. A lot of students who were blind or low vision who didn't have as good of a hold on the technology were not able to access their education in the same way as those who did. So I know you were at CFC and I'm thinking that probably helped play into it. Yes, I mean, I did start learning more jobs and computer things when I was in high school, but I kind of started having to use it more in distance learning, <clears throat> especially when um, it started because the first, like maybe two weeks or so, because they didn't know how long we would be in it. But those first weeks, we didn't really get like any instruction. I mean, the only ones who got instruction were the students from CSB, they got instruction like if they need help from their, from our classroom teacher with Newark works. But besides that, Newark was mostly for the first two weeks of distance learning. There would be only stuff posted electronically on Google Classroom. And then we would do it on Classroom or there would be things shared with us in Google Drive. We would do it and we would just share it back with the teachers. That's basically how it was for the first two weeks. Natalie, did you ever ever attend Newark High School in person? Yes. Yes, I did. Um, When I was in freshman year, um, in April was when I started. And then I was there sophomore year and most of junior year until March because then that's March 13th was when everything shut down, so that was the last day. And then I was there for only my second senior year, which was the year I graduated, so 2021-2022. Is there anything about distance learning that you didn't like or was like a challenge? What I didn't like was when... I had bad internet, like if I was in class at the same time as my siblings, which was sometimes the case, and the internet would glitch out, and then I would be kicked off. I mean, not kicked off, but like, I would be kicked, like, I would be logged out of the meeting, and then I would have to try to log back in. Sometimes I was able to, but sometimes I would have to try a lot of times in order for me to get back in. I actually had to have a internet cable plugged into the computer so then I'll be able to kind of get more internet than when I was having it not plugged into the computer because of my siblings also using the internet. Sometimes at the same time as me and sometimes I was the only one who had class and they didn't. But most of the time, I think it was all of us using the internet. And when you say all of us, how many students were there all at the same time? All of, all of us being all of my siblings, so like four. <laughs> wow, I could think that I would think that that would have totally changed your learning experience, <laughs> needing four people to be on the internet all at the same time. 
taking breaks at different times. I mean, it could be pretty chaotic, right? Yes, it was technically though only like three because my brother, he was only in kindergarten and his classes ended earlier. I, if I can remember correctly, his classes earlier, his classes ended earlier. It must have been hard to listen sometimes because you'd have a little brother jumping around the place while you're in the middle of class. Technically, no, because I would be, <laughs> I would be in my room, and my sister, my sisters would be, well, one would be in their bedroom, and then the other would be at the kitchen table or in the living room, and then my brother would be on the counter with his mom, with my mom supervising. Like being making sure he's actually doing his work and helping him if he needs help. Did you have your mom and dad at home then helping? Well, the first three months when everything was in lockdown, yes. So when you were in school before COVID, you were traveling back and forth to school every day. Yes, and even after COVID. So can you compare that to going to classes online? You're not having to spend the travel time. Uh, were there times when you just found yourself going to school in your pajamas? Um, what did you do? Did you have any extra time? And what did you do with it? Um, yes. I mean, I did have extra time. I mean, I was mostly, the classes were mostly, like, they ended early. So, like, until, like, 2 o'clock. Sometimes they were later. But, most, but mostly, if I remember correctly, some days ended earlier, and so I would mostly do schoolwork. As for the morning start times, at first, all of us were in our pajamas, but then as things kind of got started, we all actually had to dress up and everything like we were going to school. So we had to be in regular clothes and have our cameras turned on. At least you had to wear shirt that looked like regular clothes, right? <laughs> the bottoms probably too much. No, my clothes I mostly looked but had regular clothes. And we had to have our hair done like as if we were going to school. Like we couldn't really be in our pajamas and our blankets. Because that was mostly happening in the morning part of the day. Like when our classes started in the morning. How did you feel about having your camera on? Because for me, it gave me a lot of anxiety and I just didn't turn it on. Even though like the teachers like encouraged us, it wasn't mandatory. Was it mandatory for y'all? And how did you feel? Did you get anxiety? Did you not mind it? I felt, I felt okay. I felt okay. I didn't get, I didn't get anxiety. It was mandatory, but I mostly felt okay. I was also gonna mention though that when we really actually couldn't stay in pajamas and when we were actually, when it was more harder for me and my siblings, was when me and my siblings had to go to my aunt's house, who lived like 30 minutes away, because my stepmother, or both of my parents actually, had to work that day. And I have a question. Do you think that having that camera on and being mindful of it helped you to be more productive? No, I mean, I've always liked school. And so even when I did have it on, I was always doing my work and listening to the meetings, listening to the teacher talk. 
So like how I used to probably be like on your phones or looking at the TV. No, I wasn't even doing any of that. I was just listening to the teacher doing my work. And as for like times when we had to do like asynchronous study or asynchronous work, which was mostly after our classes, that was what the rest of the afternoon was for. Like when it kind of got started, more set up. I would always do my work. What was your favorite class and why? <laughs> That's a hard one because I like I liked everything about school, even in, in person. But I guess I would have to say um homeroom homeroom and ceramics when I did take ceramics. Because ceramics it was cool to see like what activities she was gonna plan for us to do. And also homeroom because homeroom we could we mostly like did work. Or it was actually in the morning, so Kate had my teacher Kate put in like um shows, well not shows but like educational channels. Like she used to make us watch CNN ten a lot. I was curious if any of those videos that you watched were audio described. No, you could just hear it. You could hear it and like know what they're talking about. But no, it's not audio described. How do you feel when you first go back to school after this is learning now, right? When I first, when we first got back in person, I was so happy and I was so excited. Because when distance learning started and we found out the school was going to be closed for the rest of the school year, I was devastated. And when we didn't know how long it would be closed for, I was even more upset. But I didn't let that bother me. I still did my studies. And when they actually started having students go back to CSC in our senior year, like in like March or April, they didn't let us because that would be too much of a transition change. And it was only the day students, and it was only like for a couple hours a day that they were letting them come back. But when they started letting students do that, I was actually not happy because I wanted to go back. But the teacher did say that if it did work, then that we would all be back next year, which was my second senior year. Which, thank goodness, we were able to be back. Because if I actually had to stay in, in virtual, my second senior year and graduate like that, I would be really sad, more sadder than I already was. Which I know that there was two graduations where they had to be virtual and the students didn't return to the school because it was virtual. Well, when I first started since learning, I know the brain will touch the voice, right, Mama? That's true, you didn't know the brain will touch the voice. And so I had to call Miss Pound Saturday mornings to talk about how the brain will touch the voice, all of us, right, Mama? So we, we had to call her VI, TVI teacher, even on a Saturday morning, because we'd get stuck and we weren't able to do any more work. And we were constantly getting stuck. And how did that make you feel? Upset and and I wasted my time even, remember that? Yeah, it was hard because time-wise, we just couldn't get through the material fast enough. We just kept getting stopped because we didn't know how to help on Arishma with the Braille Note Touch. Mm-hmm. She didn't know the device very well. And so we ended up in tears. Sometimes both of us <laughs> were in tears. And there was a lot of that, wasn't there? And then after that, Mr. J would say, Mr. I had to just learn of mommy and dad's bed the first day. And then... 
our dinner dining hall remember that why mama i remember that so your teacher at the time he was a, he was a great guy he was this special day class teacher um and yes. we liked him a lot and he kept it pretty exciting for the students he was so upbeat and so energetic and he was just lovely uh but i think it got much harder in the next year because you were in mainstream classes yes. more and it was a little bit less relevant a lot of the things that were talked about on the screen like as natalie was saying there was no like tactile um things to touch unless we made a special request and we kept requesting things and then um we ended up asking for american pretty house for the blind materials to be ordered from their website so that we could try and have the education be more relevant to Anurishma's experience. And then one time I worked at Bueno Church and then I had to borrow the loan of Bueno Church from him. Yeah, the Bueno Church broke and then we had to get a different one, which she was even less familiar with. So we definitely had our struggles. But there was one part that your dad was really excited about and it involved being on our back picnic table. Do you remember what that was? No. What was brought home from the science department? A frog. A real live frog. And what did you do to that frog? Dissected. You dissected it. And mine was in the kitchen making pizza. He was making pizza in the kitchen at the... And in the backyard with Gordon, all excited about the science. And Anurishma had gloves on. And what were you doing? My dad had to cut for frog for me. He had to cut up the frog and then he'd hand you the frog parts. And so Anurishma would... Yes. <laughs> and then Mr. Carl went out and my dad had to be a substitute. Oh, that was funny. And then um, the teacher, um, he had something wrong with his internet, so he couldn't lead the class. And Gordon was like, I'll do it. I'll do it. He got so into it. He almost took over the teacher's science class. There was some fun parts. There was some really challenging parts. It was very memorable. Oh, then my dad had means. So mommy had to be a substitute. Well, I was a substitute. Like, we didn't have an instructional assistant who was present during almost all of distance learning. So my husband and I became the instructional assistant. He did most of it, and his mom and dad were teachers, and Gordon's really strong with math and science. But when it came to language arts, then I stepped in. And then when Gordon needed a break, I was the substitute instructional so assistant. So my dad had some lesson plans for you. So yeah, so I had to really, we had to work really closely. And then the other thing that we had going oh. on in our house oh. was we had Anju living with us and she was a sixth grade teacher oh. and our girls were in seventh grade. And so she was really familiar with a lot of the material. So when we get stopped, we would go and ask her and say, well, we're trying to teach Anurishma this, how would you teach it? And so we became like this little learning community. We had Anjali at home. She was in seventh grade as well, in the same grade as Anarishma. And then we had the sixth grade teacher here. And then, you know, mom and dad, Gordon and I. So it was really a a learning community for that duration of time. And I kind of enjoyed that, to be honest. There's one time if you're out, so Anjali had to be on my phone calls, on my phone calls. Yeah, there was a time where both I was busy and and Gordon was busy. And then Anji had to jump in and help. um, And she was really good with the technology. And she understood Google Classroom really well. So she could jump in and understood parts that I didn't understand because I just wasn't familiar. So Anji had put one earbud in the whole phone call, one earbud from my phone call, right? We, We took turns. We were a team. I thought that part of it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Lisa, can I ask a question? You sure. mentioned several times you guys were using a Braille Note Touch, and a Braille Note Touch is actually an Android tablet, correct? And so there is a visual aspect to it. Did you find that being advantageous? Um, did it help you follow along with the work that that 
that Anna Rishabha was doing. It was, but here was the challenging part, Mandy. It had no email access and no internet access. It was such an old device that the school district had given her. So there was very little capacity. And so she also had an iPad, but then they never taught her voiceover. So she couldn't access anything on the iPad in terms of Google Classroom. She had to have her instructional assistant do that part of it. So that was what was hard. It was very disempowering, I think, um, for her because she had to have someone else along with her to make it accessible. And then that was like a real eye-opener for us. As parents, we were like, well, then what the heck is happening in school? Well, her instructional assistant at school is operating the iPad for her, and nobody in the school district even knows voiceover to teach it to her. And so she had to take a short course at CSB. And then that was like, wow, you know, she should have learned this years ago. She got this iPad given to her in like third grade, fourth grade, but she was never able to access it herself. So I think that was one of the things that we learned was that distance learning unveiled how inaccessible her education was to her. You know, uh, what was it? What was you know distance learning like for you, and where did it start? Okay, so it was weird. So the fir- the first time we heard about like the whole lockdown thing, it was when a district nearby had closed their schools for like two weeks. And we were all excited. I was excited. I remember going to the store with my friend and we're like, we're going to go buy snacks because we're not going to be in school for a few days. Because in our mind, school was going to close for a few days because they were going to sanitize and then we were going to go back. But as we know, it didn't exactly happen. And so they, a few days, like they kind of extended the sanitization, sanitization, is that even a word? Sanitization of the school. And... They're like, we're opening in May. Okay, so now what are we gonna do? And the teacher was like, we're gonna have some asynchronous assignments or whatever. It was just like a whole bunch of, what is it called? Improvised? Improvised types of stuff. And then that was my sophomore year. That was my, and in my junior year, honestly, distance learning was good. Uh, so for me, um, it was, I started, it was a little bit of both because it started when I was leaving high school and then it was, I started, I began college with distance learning. Um, so it was just getting adjusted, um, to that new environment, um, like trying to go through college is normally difficult, but having to do that all online is even more so. Um, I definitely um, think that it was, while there was like that support network, being able to, you know, like being able to go to someone physically with a problem and have it answered that day instead of having to wait like a day or two for someone to get back to you via email it it makes all the difference um so for me it was a mixed bag really what i liked about your answer is that you have both perspectives of still being in high school and going through part of it and then being in college that's pretty unique 
Yeah, and、um, as I said last time that we met for my high school,、uh, they had a grade pause because they initially thought it would be、um, well, not a grade pause, but like your grade couldn't dip below a certain percentage.、Uh, so for the rest of the year, it was you couldn't get like below a C or a D、um, during that time in high school. But then in college, it was like. It was your grade is your grade, even though we're online, because we we have a little more better a better handle on it. So, I had、um, when it came to distance learning, especially when, it, especially at college, it was、um, as I said that adjustment period. So I had、uh, I I still do it now,、um, where it was like basically.、Uh, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. just solid work, because、um, uh, I was figuring it out,、um, you know, trying to make sure I got got everything in correctly and on time. So I didn't have too much extra time on my hands. It was I just had to figure out a way to better allocate what time I had. Definitely, as as I've gone through. I have been a little better at managing, because、um, the biggest thing for me is when to stop working to just take a breather, get up, you know, go get something to eat, go, you know, just take a stretch.、Uh, so it's definitely like with the asynchronous, like the no, that's not scheduled really. It's you do the work when you can to get it done by Friday or send or Sunday. It's really you have to not necessarily police yourself, but you have to understand how you operate and figure out when you can squeeze those breaks in and when they'd be best for you. Working remotely, did you find yourself having challenges with self-discipline? I'm not going to say I was perfect. There were definitely times where it's like my attention wandered, especially in my earlier morning classes.、Uh, Uh, but it's、um, trying to stay f- focused、um, and attentive.、Um, what what was also a challenge in the fact like I needed to take, I was taking notes as well,、uh, and thankfully. Now it's a little bit easier with some of the classes I have. They have pre-recorded lectures instead of live Zoom lectures. So if I missed something, I can go back and I can update my notes, make sure I have the information if I missed something.、Um, but yeah, there were.、Um, I usually try to stay on task. But there are there is that occasion where it's like I'll I'll lose I'll lose focus and I'll have to like get back on track. How do you think you do things differently based on doing distance learning during COVID? Um, I, if I understand this question correctly, I, my general day to day um was was different. Um, I mean it was. Mostly just me in my pajamas all day,、um, and it was 
um I, I wouldn't say it was um, easier because it did present its own challenges, but it was definitely, it wasn't, I wasn't like anxious to get out the door and get somewhere on time. Um, I felt I had enough time to really get prepared for my class, um, you know, make sure I had something to eat before. If it was, you know, morning class, you know, make sure, make sure I had all my notes together, stuff like that. Um, it just felt like a little more of a relaxed experience, um, just being at home, having like my own, um, having a little bit of a space to, you know, figure out how to pace myself, uh, I guess, if that makes sense. Um, now it's, I, I myself am still doing online classes, but that's definitely something I think I could take with me out of that, if that makes sense, not the not the jammering part, but the uh, just making sure you have a better handle, making sure I I have a better handle on my schedule, so I can have those notes prepare, have those notes ready for the next class, um, get all my thoughts together, uh, have a, a basic understanding of what we're going to be doing. So if I have any. Like, if there's any material in advance, I can go over it and then have my questions prepared. Has your experience with in-person and distance learning broadened your per, uh, perspective or your prospects um, when looking at a four-year college? Um, do you think that you would consider an online, a full online curriculum? for a four-year university? That's a really good question. Um, I would say for me, definitely during this process, uh, I kind of flip-flopped when it comes to um, college. Going in, it was to go into the community and transfer, and then, you know, there, there were some rough patches where I was like, I'll just finish this, or I'll even... You know, stop. I'll, you know, drop it. Um, but then now it's uh, with a clearer head. You know, um, it's definitely something I think I would prefer, um, especially a four year, as it's a little. It's I. It's not that there's not a support system there, but it's a lot more do-it-yourself community college is still a support system there you know through different departments um so i would prefer more hybridize kind of when it came when it would come to a four-year so i could still go in to get help when i need it um kind of trying to get the best of both worlds what services were you able to utilize for your distance learning time period versus now like was there certain campus services that you utilized during um during you know uh the pandemic you know stay at home um was i was able i was able to still have the um i guess you call like an online one-on-one with my with my counselor to go over um go over, you know, like different accessibility training, um, you know, for JAWS and things like that. 
the thing I've been able, the service I really haven't been able to use now more that campus has opened up is the uh, is the what they call the STEM center. So I can actually physically go in, uh, and I ha- if I have a problem with a particular assignment, I can get assistance getting that done. They also have um, the, although no, they did that during, um, during stay at home when, as you can loan, like I could borrow equipment like last year when my laptop broke down for a couple weeks and I needed to get it sent off. Uh, I was able to borrow a laptop from there. Um, but it's, there hasn't been much change, is what I'm trying to say. Um. Um, my name is Isabella, and I'm currently 15. I'm in the ninth grade, and I live in Danville, which is very pretty far from you, considering it's more near San. It's about an hour away from San Francisco. How was school like for you before distance learning? So school for me, I actually really enjoyed school. So um, I remember I would always, like in elementary, I would always avoid, even if I was sick, I know a lot of people would make use that as an excuse to say, no, I don't want to go to school. I, on the other hand, would basically force my parents to bring me to school. I rarely got like very, very sick. So that was also a good thing. Um, and for me, before distance learning, it was really, I feel like it was a repeated process that slowly kind of got engraved into my head because, you know, you did it every year. So I think there were a lot of fun memories in each year for sure. What do you like about distance learning? And if anything, what don't you like about virtual learning? So virtual learning for me, um, I know one of the good parts was that uh, well, number one, the commute for sure. Um, you don't have to commute to your school, so um, huh, this is just talking about me here. Totally, I you know, if class started at eight, I would wake up at seven at fifty. <laughs> so um, yeah, that was me. Um, and other than that, I feel like uh, virtual learning actually. I really noticed how hard the teachers worked because I remember in sixth grade, I uh, the near in the near the end of the semester where COVID started for me, um, I was in the sixth grade, and um, I remember the end of sixth grade was kind of just you know kind of at a weird standstill because um, basically I would say that, like the last day of school was like the day before everything went online. For me, um, the few months after that that involved sixth grade was just kind of weird. Like there wasn't any assignments for some of the classes. Everybody was kind of just getting used to it. There wasn't like any meetings and stuff. But I do remember that in seventh grade, everything looked a lot more, you know, organized. And um, I really noticed how how everything changed from, um, oh, random meetings here and there to like, oh, meetings as in for every class and everything was like, very neat and orderly, I would say. Um, for the bad parts of virtual learning, I would say number one, being able to talk to your friends and actually making friends. I do remember that luckily I actually got a phone um, when I was in sixth grade. So I actually got to, you know, before COVID hit everybody, 
I got to all my, you know, friends, phone numbers and stuff. So we always texted. Um, but making friends was definitely hard because all you did was go on to that Zoom meeting or a Google Meet meeting and, and, you know, have class. And you didn't really have conversations with anybody. If you did, it would always be like, oh, you know, school related or like project based related stuff like that. Um, so I like how, um, for me, the education I received, the teachers were very, for me, I do know that since I was the only one who was very, like, visually impaired to the point where I kind of needed help on a few things, I, um, and for every class that would, there was only me in that, um, I guess in that class where uh the teacher so that i really got to you know get to know my teacher because they had to help me a lot <laughs> so um the the nice thing about having that was the education i received i know everybody received you know the same education while you know the teacher's class but i feel like a huge part of education is actually to kind of um, your social skills so i really got to know the teachers as well as um, my different classmates as the only person who was in that classroom who um, was visually impaired i feel like uh, in a way i would sometimes feel like i wanted to kind of blend in with that group because um i would always kind of i i guess in a way i kind of like put myself down my the visual uh impaired part of me kind of just kind of wanted to hide that aspect of me and so basically i wanted i didn't want to be different in a way um so i guess that doesn't really relate to the education but um i would say a bad part of it was definitely for the visual impaired part of me going to a public school um sometimes and i guess a school who wasn't really catered to um this type of student um i would say that definitely affected me and especially um another part of that was i actually uh in uh, when i was in younger i guess in elementary um a huge part of it was due to uh bullying so they would so a lot of the times it was focused on the visually impaired aspect of me um, I've gotten over it now, but it was definitely a huge part of uh, it was definitely a huge part of school where I, you know, due to my past experiences, I would always try to suppress that part of me. But yeah, I mean, it's not really a part of education, but it's still a part of school. So, um, yeah. Do you ever wish you attended an in-person school instead of an online school? Um, I would say it's a half and half. Um, I think a good part of online school is that you really focus on school. I'm very ad- academically driven, so um, I tend to really put a huge part of my day is to focus on school and studying. And with the commuting time and stuff, it's really nice to just use that time to do other things that I like to do or like some sort of extracurriculars and stuff. Um, I think in-person school, the good aspect of that, um, that online school doesn't have is the ability to make friends really easily. Um, And basically a friend is everywhere, I would say. Um, You like, because online school is online, you don't 
really take the time to get to know your classmates in depth. I would say um, like in person, the person you sit next to, maybe you can talk to them when the teacher is, you know, not here yet for uh, during the class or when you're waiting outside for the teacher to let you in. You maybe, you know, you get to know the people around you. Um, but, you know, online school isn't like that. So all you really do is log on to the class. You take the class, you say goodbye to everybody, and then you get off the class, and then you probably repeat that process for the other classes. So I think um, in-person school, there, there, there are good and bad parts for both an online and in-person school. It's just like how you're going to try to fix the problems that occur for whichever school you decide to attend. Do you have friends who are in regular school? And if so, where do you see them? Like, I know you say that you talk to them, like, on the phone, but, like, do you see them anywhere or, like, do you hang out with them anywhere else? Yeah. Um, so the thing is, so for me, um, I've actually, I have a few friends from middle school and they currently attend a uh, public high school in person. And so we usually meet about every month, I would say. Um, I text regularly with one of them, um, but... I would say uh, we usually try to meet up uh, kind of every month or so and to kind of like catch up, catch each other up or like talk about, you know, what, you know, gossip or whatever, right? Stuff like that. It's girl, what girls do basically when they meet up. Um, and I, yeah, um, other than that, yeah. But the other thing about my new online school is that they have a lot of, they really try to focus on getting the uh, the students together. So there's a lot of meet and greets. There's a lot of like hangout times um, where you can, you know, hang out with uh, your the people around your area. Um, for example, I did meet a person who lived, I guess like an hour, I would say like not in my area, but about like 30 minute, 40 minute drive away. Of course, we haven't really met in person, but um, I do text a lot. So I feel like a huge part of uh, getting to know friends and um, hang, uh, I guess, keeping in contact with them is um, definitely a lot of technology and a lot of messages. Do you think there is any advantages to doing school the way you do school? The advantages um, for me, uh, as I said before, is you don't need the commute time. So you can use that time to do whatever, whatever, whatever the else you want to do. Um, you know, I usually do that uh, because nowadays it's mostly uh, I don't need to plan that time for commuting. And usually like the nearest public school to me is about or public high school, uh, basically in school in general. Um, is about a 30 minute drive without traffic so using that time especially since you know it basically takes an hour out of your day without traffic to um you know com the com commute time um another advantage i would say is that you don't you really focus on your studies you really focus on yourself i would say it's not um you get extra time to kind of uh, find the interests that you want to do and a lot of the um, like for me I know I do a lot of extracurricular activities and without that hour I would probably have to stop one of them because I don't have enough time to continue that interest. 
What would you say to someone who is thinking about converting to this kind of school you go to? So, yes, um, what I would say to that person was, number one, you definitely have to have self-discipline. Um, going to an online school is hard where you can't really control your, um, I guess, I want to say urges. Yeah, I guess urges, as in like, you know, um, going on your phone during class or cheating on tests and stuff because it's online. Um, stuff like that. Of course, there are, um, you know, policies and stuff involved where you can't do that. Um, so, yeah, if you don't have enough self-discipline to actually try to focus on your uh, school career, then yeah, probably not a good probably not a good school for you. Another thing is if you want to actually go to a online school for like the school I'm attending right now is private. So like me, if you went to a completely public school for the whole part of like until eighth grade, for me, it was until eighth grade. Um, the transition is going to be hard for sure. It's going to be hard. I understand. I totally understand because I, um, I, as I said before, I'm very academically driven. So I would always pride myself in getting all A's, you know, very high grades. Um, and when I got my first B, for example, in uh, last semester, uh, yeah, I basically, I had a lot of, the first semester is definitely hard. The transition um, I thought was going to be easy, uh, but mm, surprise, it's not. It's very you have to, even if it's just you transition from a middle to a high school, it's going to be a pretty big transition because number one, you are going to a bigger campus and, you know, it might be harder to navigate. Um, maybe you have more classes, maybe they're more advanced. Um, for example, the school I go to, it's a lot of the classes are advanced. So you really have to focus on your academics if you really want to go to the school. What have you learned about yourself through this journey? For me, I kind of, I would say, um, really, I don't really see a, okay, so looking at me and myself, I would say I don't really see a huge change. Um, that's probably just me um, because, you know, you kind of change very slow. I think you change pretty slowly. The change is probably not noticeable to me, but I can say probably a lot of um, my family members and people around me have said I've changed for the better. Like, for example, I do know that uh, I really focused on um, kind of making, I think a schedule really helps with uh like i know i used to always pride myself and being able to memorize what i had to do for the whole day i think you know um sitting down giving 10 minutes to yourself to actually create a schedule for the next day is very helpful because you get to really see what you have to do and you don't really feel rushed you kind of know when to start when to stop when to give yourself breaks and stuff um another thing is i really focused on my i guess mental health now I do know that uh, as the eldest of my family, I really, you know, have to set a good example for my siblings. So um, now after this journey, I feel like, yeah, I really started to kind of focus on, oh, this part of me, I'm kind of just like, 
a lot of times I tend to not speak up when um, conflict, when there is conflict. Um, so I've noticed that, you know, now I've started to speak up, which is nice. Um, so I've kind of gotten out of that shell of me. Um, yeah. I've learned that I um, uh, I need I've learned that I um I don't know where this in sort of a positive way um but I'm kind I kind of uh, overdo things uh, like I over I over extenuate myself um like i said you know like especially starting out even now to an extent you know going from dawn to dusk really working with not too much break in between so it's definitely you know learning more of my learning more of what i'm capable of and when to push myself and when to hold back a bit and take it slower um, another thing is more so uh, time management. Um, so instead of trying to get everything done all at once, it's doing a little bit of this assignment today, uh, maybe doing a little bit of another assignment that day, and then you know just pacing different things throughout the week so it it's a little more structured, and I'm not you know, having you know. I'm not panicking as much. I have a solid game plan. And more just trying to get myself a little more organized. And that is still a process that I'm going through, but it's definitely something I feel like I'm improving in. As a mom of a child that's blind, my social circle significantly expanded during COVID. So much so that it kind of blew my mind. <laughs> I was excited about the online communities that I became a part of, and I felt more connected with other parents of children who are blind throughout the whole United States and all of the services that support us. I never would have expected that COVID would have allowed me to feel that way, but it did. Yeah, my working network grew quite a bit over COVID. Um, colleagues that I met, uh, doing virtual network um, networking and workshops and webinars. And so just in the blindness rehabilitation profession, my network grew exponentially over COVID. I was able to gain access to support groups for parents, webinars, uh, Zoom meetings on a whole new level. Me being visually impaired did not stop me from being able to attend and participate it allowed me access in a brand new way, some in a way that I never experienced before. <laughs> so um, I, I think for me, it was a huge blessing. And I know a lot of the people felt disconnected during COVID. I felt more connected. I almost feel like it was conversely uh, different than what the teenagers were feeling. I think the teenagers were feeling an extreme isolation, whereas I was feeling an extreme connectedness in a whole brand new way. I um, I learned <laughs> COVID, I, my experience with COVID was a lot, um, the, with the COVID lockdown was a lot like Lisa's. Um, 
it was a blessing in multiple ways. It, it, it helped me to rise to the challenge of creative thinking, thinking outside of the box and new ways of approaching teaching and methods of teaching. It challenged me as an instructor, um, as a, a service provider. Um, it, it definitely rose to the challenge of time management and multitasking with a kid in, in school and a husband in school and a cat meowing and sitting on my keyboard. And, um, you know, it, it, but it also, it was a blessing too, because um, I was able to focus. Uh, I didn't have to worry about commuting. Um, it, that, believe it or not, that takes a lot of time out of your day. Um, so there was, there was a lot of silver linings there. And I, I think I came back actually a stronger, better performer and a better worker, a better teacher. We close this episode with these hashtags. Hashtag self-discipline. Hashtag global accessibility awareness day. Hashtag online learning. Hashtag A11Y. Hashtag self-improvement. Hashtag overcoming challenges. Hashtag that's out of fuck. Hashtag oh my goodness, teachers are not paid enough. Hashtag thank you, parent participation. If you would like more information, please visit the Careers Plus page at societyfortheblind.org. You can also email us at iCanPod at societyfortheblind.org. Dot org. That's E-Y-E-C-A-N-P-O-D at societyfortheblind.org. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye, everybody.